Last weekend, he won at Spa in the country of his birth. This weekend in Holland, he is going to win as a Dutch driver, a Dutch national, and it is double Dutch delight for Max Verstappen, who crosses the line to win the Dutch Grand Prix. Tiesto waves the flag, turn up to the max, listen to that roar. Fantastic, isn't it? Welcome to another episode of Lifting Coast. Scott, what's up? Not much, man. The Dutch Grand Prix. I know you're disappointed. Let's get it all out. Tell them how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Man, it's sad. It was actually kind of depressing and boring, even though it, the atmosphere and the fans were incredible. As a Lewis fan, it was just tough to watch. Was it boring throughout the whole thing or after when Bottas was out of pace? Is that when you're just like, okay, fuck you, it, it's done? It's also rare that you have a race that... There was nothing, nothing happened in the first lap. Like there were no accidents. There was no safety car throughout the entire race. They were, I was expecting so much drama because it's such a tight circuit mm-hmm. and um, everyone managed pretty well. The only, the DNFs that happened were all like mechanical issues. We even have a single safety car. Yeah. I mean, it, it was tough and Max got off to such a great start. By the end of lap one, he was pulling away almost four or five seconds. Yeah, he was just in cruise control the whole time. I mean, the Red Bull car looked like it was a lot faster, I would say. It did. You know, Mercedes didn't get the opportunity to get the practice in. There were issues with Lewis's car. Then they were trying to figure out the balancing and, and the downforce. And they just could They didn't have enough time. And they didn't have a chance to get the reps in. So it was a tough weekend for Mercedes. Obviously, they got the points uh, second and third. But... I, th- I I did have a few like glimmers of hope that thinking that Lewis may get catch him and, and overtake, especially when Bottas was in first, but didn't happen. I, so I will obviously get to the big Bottas news later, but did Bottas disappoint you at all? You know, he, he just didn't have the pace, man. You don't and usually it, slander him. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm such a Valtteri fan and it's, I just think it's so crazy how different Lewis and Bottas are obviously two different drivers but essentially the same car and Lewis's pace is just far superior it just kind of speaks to how special Lewis is I mean that's what I would like to think you know some people may say that Lewis's car is faster and all this other like you know political drama that comes with with F1 but they have the same car and you could just tell like Bottas never has the same pace as Lewis yeah, I mean, there's been in the past where he's beat him, but this year it's feel, it feels like it's been like, it's not even been a it's contest. It's not even being year. close. Yeah, Pre- this year it's not been a contest. Prior years, like, I feel like Valtteri's pushed Lewis this year. It, I mean, obviously we'll get there, but I think a lot of it is because Valtteri's come to the point where he's maybe a little bit checked out knowing that he's leaving. 100%. If you're not on the team still officially, you can't be 100% invested. I don't think... Anybody in the world can say they're 100% invested. We've all been there at some point in our lives, whether it's career, friendships, whatever it may be, where you're kind of checked out. And as much as you want to say that you're going all out, you're not. Do you think that Valtteri and Lewis pull the eighth Constructors Championship? I think the Constructors is a lock because Checo has struggled. Um, So I think Mercedes will definitely run away with the Constructors. Speaking of Checo, what's up with Checo always coming back? <laughs> He's so good at driving. He's a behind. very good driver, driving through all the traffic, you know, climbing his way back up, starting 20th, finished 8th. And um, he did three pits too, I'm pretty sure. He and I'm pretty stops. sure if 
Norris doesn't crash or hit him, he probably gets into P6. You think so, eh? He was flying. I mean, there was quite a bit of damage on his car after Norris hit him. Hey, you got to shout out to Lando then. He's trying to get Lewis's eighth championship. And, and Lando also had a decent race, right? He went from 13th, 13th to, well, he got a point in, in 10th, but um, decent race from him. Overall, talk about just the first F1 race there since 1985. Seaside, the track is incredible with the banking slopes. Um, the fan base, when I think of the Netherlands and Amsterdam and that entire country, I think of like house music, EDM. I think about Tomorrowland and all those festivals. That's exactly what this race was. It was definitely a great event. I mean, shout out to the Netherlands fans, um, or the Dutch, however you want to call them. They were great. It was an amazing atmosphere. I I absolutely love the track. Why haven't they gone back since 85? Do you know why? I have no idea. Um, but I think it's the only track on this on the entire calendar that has that those banking slopes. Like, yeah, so it was much. so fun, right? It was so fun, and you know, every time someone got overtaken, it was on the outside. <laughs> they would always set up on the outside, so it seemed like it was a very fun track. There was every the driver thing, said it was an incredible drive, and every driver also said it was an amazing race. So I don't understand why it's taken thirty six years to get back to. They're back there next year. Um, it was even fun watching and qualifying, like signs spun out, then both Williams drivers, like they were, no one was used to the track because the majority of drivers, well. aside from maybe their junior careers had been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made it interesting and fun. And I think going back to Lewis and, and being kind of sad about the finish, although it's still second with not having the time in practice and then coming through to qualifying, not having the pace that final lap in Q3, he narrowed the gap to hundreds of a second. Yeah, I know. Lewis, I mean, it was really amazing to watch it. Speaking of qualifying, I thought, like, because of the 36-year gap, I thought my eyes were deceiving me because I was like, the previous race winner, Alan Prost, <laughs> 1985. I was like, what? I'm like, we haven't been back since 36 years? And uh, shout out to Senna because I watched his documentary this weekend, and it just makes me hate Alan Prost even more. I know. But. I know if you watch Senna, you just can't. I mean, Prost has just got that French arrogance. You know, there's something to say, like, when I think of French people, and I'm not going to knock, you know, the, I, I feel like the consensus about anyone I know who's been to France, like, the French are very arrogant. You know, they're cocky. <laughs> that is Alan Prost. I just thought Alan Prost was a dick. That's all it's, I thought. It's that He's French arrogance, dick. man. I'm telling you. I, I don't know if they're the most welcoming people in the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they they are very proud of their heritage. They stand strong. And they may not necessarily um, like strangers or other people, but that's fine. I mean, Quebec doesn't want to melt in with us. So it, it is what it is. Exactly. And that's the vibe that Prost, he always kind of was so cocky. I'm the best. Um, and... and Senna was someone that really pushed him. Yeah. And I think definitely now, if you speak to Prost, um, especially with him working with Alpine and how active he is in the F1 space, there's probably so much respect there because, you know, as you get older, you realize the co- the competitiveness that those two had. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to uh, Prost for at least showing up to Senna's funeral. I did, I did not expect to see him there. I, I thought like... When you watch the movie, I was like, well, he actually showed up. So shout out to him at least on that. I guess they did have a, a decent mutual respect for each other. Eh? Definitely. I mean, I think even with Lewis and Nico, as much as, um, you know, they, they don't talk deep down inside or, or one day post-retirement, like there'll be some sort of 
um, rekindling because there is a mutual respect for sure. Hopefully, hopefully. you know, look at it. Look at this. Um, you know, I didn't want to jump too early to the bot ass departure, but I don't think Nico got the nice Instagram post that Feltry got from Lewis. I'm going <laughs> to go on wax and say that a hundred percent didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of? Obviously, Lewis is known for a while. So what do, what do you think Lewis is like? What do you think Lewis is doing right now? Is, is he like punching the air? Is he like, is he respecting Mercedes' decision? Is, is no, I think all, forget all the rumors. Lewis and Toto and that entire team have such a great relationship. Also, it speaks to the character of the organization and what Toto has instilled in it because they could have announced their driver lineup and he made a point of saying, I'm not doing anything until I find Valtteri a job and a long-term job. And I think that is just just Think about all organizations in the world, all sports. A lot of organizations don't necessarily treat their people like that. Oh, you mean like Sebastian Vettel and Ferrari? Perfect example. <laughs> Think about other uh, sports, whether it's football or basketball. Like teams are trading players or waving players. Like they never necessarily give the courtesy of of being part of that decision. I also think it's because Valtteri has been so successful in Mercedes. You can't really do anything. You can't leave him out to hang. Definitely. I mean, to- Toto is... He, he's definitely world class, but I more meant like Lewis will respect his, his Mercedes decision. But do you think he's like really angry? No, about I, th- it? I think he's think? Ha- I think he's definitely happy with the decision. Valtteri was an incredible teammate. They've had you know won four constructors together, um, and Valtteri was runner up 2019-2020. So it's it's also time for Lewis to respect Valtteri as a competitor and say, you know what, we're moving into a new era. You've been in, in the shadow here for the last uh, four plus years. Time for for you to go and prove you, you know, can prove be that driver. you can be the number one driver and bring a team like Alfa Romeo uh, that is really at the bottom with Haas and Williams into that mid pack or maybe even more. We don't know what the new environment is going to bring. Yeah, I think I think that's a really great point. I didn't really look at it that way. I would. I'm very excited to see what Valtteri can do as as a number one guy. Like because he's not Lewis, he's not Max, but he sure isn't a bottom racer. He sure is a is a world class racer. He's so a, I'd love he's to a see great where he driver. Be. And you know he he's as of right now over sixty podiums, uh, nine race wins. I would love to see Valtteri get his tenth Formula One win in a Mercedes car before he departs. I would love to see that as well. So. Where would you rank in terms of, like, power ranking? So he's below, obviously, Max and Lewis. Where would you put him? Would you put him with the Sebastian Vettels of the world? Would you put him with No, Lionel you can't Moses? put him with Vettels just because Vettels a four-time champ. No, I mean, champ. like, currently right now in terms of racing level. If where, I was to rank him? drivers, um, you know, it's going to go Lewis, Max, um, Lando. You have him right behind the Lando. Bottas and Charles. Okay, so you have him in the top five. So that's yeah. how highly you think of him. The top five driver in my in my. No, that's cool. Opinion. No, I I kind of have him in that five range as well. I think Valtteri's still a world class driver, so I'm very interested to see. And what he's he does. young. He's in his prime. I mean, you think about 32 years old. This is now prime. You've had all the reps um, leading up to this. You're not young and crazy anymore. You've got the maturity. The next five years are his prime time. Yeah, and I wonder if uh, they get more Finnish sponsorship because one Finn leaves and another Finn comes in. <laughs> it's I know. I mean, a small country like Finland and you go from Kimi <laughs> to Valtteri, but um, I, I'm, I'm excited just because I never thought Kimi, Kimi won 
But Kimmy's career to me was just He's a very consistent player, consistent. You know, he person. was never a star. Yeah, he was a very consistent. He was one of the top 20 drivers in the world, and he show, showed up every single weekend to do his job. So Professional. Yeah, you, you got to give him all the credit on that. I point. believe Valtteri can take it to another level, and I think with Alpha, he's going to do that. No, I, I think I think he'll, uh, like we said on the last episode, I think he'll elevate the Alpha Romero team. Any last words for Valtteri as a Mercedes fan, or are you going to save that for the end of the season? Uh, you know, we'll save it for the end of the season. Uh, it also just proves that he got that beautiful parting gift from Mercedes. Oh, for sure. Toto's gave him every single package, custom seats, everything, everything, anything he wanted, man. You know, when you are part of a team that wins, you know, with him four consecutive championships, that is remarkable. You know, we're talking, that's a milestone um, for sure. It took Valtteri, I believe 80 races to win his first Grand Prix and, I forget who I was having the conversation with. Maybe it was my brother, but you know, I, we've said it so many times on this on this podcast. Winning an F one race is hard. Winning a championship is almost impossible. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll save that for later. But kind of going on the flip side of Valtteri, so I think this weekend proved really why Mercedes does need George or needs a young, young blood to really push Lewis. What do you think? Like your thoughts on that? Because you've been very, sh- you've had a very strong opinion that. The stability is very important, but I feel like this weekend, and we talked about it li- briefly, but we want to say for the pod. Now that you've seen like kind of Valtteri's kind of fallen off in terms of he hasn't been able to push Lewis and be up there in pace, how do you actually feel? Yeah, and whether it's Valtteri not having the pace or maybe just kind of being checked out, um, yeah, that that is kind of sad because Valtteri is not, I don't think he is pushed to what we know he can do. And it's, and we saw this race. Um, there was an opportunity for Mercedes to, you know, undercut Red Bull there, and Bottas just couldn't put up a fight. Max went flying past him. Then we talk about just all the, because, because it's such a small track, the traffic, and every time Verstappen and Hamilton got close and there was traffic, Verstappen benefited from the traffic, and then, um, Lewis got caught up in traffic. So would have liked to see more from Valtteri, but ultimately it is what it is. You think the George move changes that? Like, what do you think? Listen, we don't know who's going to be um, taking that second seat at Mercedes. I mean, we have a good idea and a great, a pretty solid understanding of who who um, are all, all fingers are pointing towards. But whoever comes in, the pressure in this new generation, this new era of F1, is going to be at an all-time high. You are, you know, seven constructors championships or no, six constructors championships, I believe. No, it's seven. Mercedes. This they have seven, seven. in total cuz Nico got one. Yeah, that's right. Seven seven championships, so it's going to be um pressure's going to be up there, man. You got to compete, you got to win, and we got to first close out this year. So, before we get too far ahead, Valtteri has to close out. We'll see if he can close out. I think he will, though. I think Valtteri's still up there. I just, I just really think that Mercedes needed some new blood to really, or or some invigoration into their organization because they've been going stale at it for five years now, right? So I think it's a really good move long term. So, I think I think it's a great move. So let's talk about George and Lance because we we had that discussion on one of the pods. Yeah. So so, so, so what are your thoughts on that little that little uh, eleven twelfth um, race or little battle they had? They um, obviously Stroll was behind George the entire race, uh, struggled, couldn't get by him. It's just hard for me because you got to see 
Checo and Stroll in the Racing Point car, uh, Racing Point car last year. They had an incredible pace. There was obviously a lot of controversy and criticism around the vehicle. They copied Mercedes, blah, blah, blah. This year with Aston Martin, they've struggled. You know, Vettel has completely outperformed Stroll. Um, and I mean, that shouldn't be a surprise because Vettel is four-time champ. Stroll has struggled, man. I've, I've really been hoping that he was going to find his breakthrough in the second half of the season. Obviously, it's just one race in because Spa didn't really count. And we'll see what happens when we get to Monza. But George did a great job. And he has found pace in that Williams car. We've seen it in his qualifying. Um, so I've been very impressed with George. I'm actually surprised that there's such a gap between him and Latifi. Like, I think the gap has become bigger as the year's gone on. Like, the, this year's gone on. It's become quite drastic. Yeah, when you look at Formula One, the first battle starts with your teammate. You got to outperform, which means out-qualify, out-position um, every single week. And if you can do that, then you can prove that you're able to take that next step. And George has definitely done that. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, your driver of the day, obviously, was Checo, I'm assuming. Or did you have somebody else? You know, I got to give love to Alonzo. It was, um, he has done, you know, that Alpine team has done really well, all things considered. They're getting points where they can get points. I didn't have any expectations for them coming into the season. Obviously, Ocon wins uh, his first F1 race this season. Alonso is, as much as I maybe dislike Alonso, he's done well. And he showed this week when he took signs going into the last lap of the race. It was also hilarious because Ocon's like, Alonso's going too slow, and then he picks up six seconds in, in pace. It's like... Okay, all right, young buck. Exactly. Keep saying I'm going slow. <laughs> exactly. So that that was my driver of the day. P6, solid finish. Um, and then I was also happy for Gasly. Obviously, started in fourth, finished in fourth. Good for him, man. He goes so he goes so under the radar. Nobody likes to talk about Pierre Gasly. Nobody does. It's like this Alpha Tori team is doesn't exist. And Alpha Tori would be even so much better if Yuki was. Pulling his weight. Yeah, and Yuki, Yuki's just like DNFs, blows. He's just, it's I wonder if Yuki has a seat next year. I don't know, man. You know, I wouldn't so be so much promise for him coming into the season as a young, exciting rookie, and he's been disappointing. I wouldn't be surprised if Albon takes that second seat and Yuki might be on his way to Williams. Albon might be in a Williams, an Alpha, uh, Alpha Tori. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different potential destinations for, for Alex. Yeah, and then obviously, because of everything that happened, even though signs dropped back, now Ferrari's ahead of McLaren for third place. So there's a lot of fun storylines. Like, this is going to be the exciting end to the year. Well, Ferrari on the constructors is ahead of McLaren. Yeah, they're ahead now, exactly. but I think by like four points now. And that's just because, think about Norris's uh, fourth in driver standings was third. If Ricardo was doing a decent job, they wouldn't be... Like, McLaren would be leaps and bounds ahead of Ferrari. Yeah, and if I feel like if Norris doesn't have that slip-up on the weekend, two weekends ago, they're probably still ahead by quite a bit. So, it feels like a, a lot of momentum shifting. There's there's momentum shifting. Talking about Lando, I think um, you saw it with, with this entire weekend. Maybe still kind of trying to regain his confidence after that crash. I think I think he gained, I think during qualifying he didn't have it, but I think during the race he got it back. Hey, listen, Lando, if you're listening, which you're probably not, we believe in you, bro. Go get me my first dub. Go get that first dub. Um, keeping on the the Grand Prix, the embarrassment continues at Haas. 
Oh my Mazepin and Mick, and they don't like each other, and the the explicits that's coming from Mazepin. Um, I did read though because everyone's quick to just trash Mazepin. He has been showing signs of growth and performance every week. Obviously, I don't watch Haas, so I, I can't <laughs> talk on it. But I kind of found that a little bit interesting. I think it's interesting that they alternate who gets priority. They alternate that. Because, I mean, like, Mick has con- consistently been the better performer. Like, you can see that in the standings. But I thought that was interesting. Um, just a quick side note. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mick in the Alfa Romero, to be honest. Um, because it is a Ferrari team, so I wouldn't be surprised. But that's a whole different conversation. I think it's so stupid how, the uh, like, you guys are the bottom team. You guys should have zero discord between each other. You guys should be figuring out how the hell to get out of the, bo- to get out of the bottom. Two team. young they drivers, a single man. point. They scored a single point, no, have they? of course not. I mean, they're they're absolutely terrible. The car has issues. They had to retire um, Mazepin's car. Um, they the yeah, they retire mixed car every every three races. It's like, like that team. Uh, I think they've made the commitment to stay in F one. But it's like again, Gene Haas, you're you've invested in this team, which sucks. You're not going to get any better unless you level up the entire organization. I feel like Gunther's on his way out. Man, they they're, they must have. They, they're on a budget, right? Like, you cannot compete in this sport if you are nickeling and diming. You're competing with organizations. So when individuals come in, they let their egos get in the way, and the sport can bankrupt them. Like, how does one person compete with Mercedes or Red Bull, two organizations that are multi-hundred billion dollar companies? Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know about Haas. Gene Haas is one single billionaire. I have I have no idea about him. He's you can't. Just, I mean, you can't compete. I mean, we'll see what the. I new mean, he rules. he was competing when he earlier on, right? Like he was finishing like fifth, fourth, or fifth, I think. In the came into the sport, in probably spent a lot of money, and then started to realize that he was spending too much money. Yeah, because like you don't make money. Even Mercedes loses money every year. But I it think they an lose, aver- like, it's an advertising play. You think about Mercedes since they joined the sport. You can probably attribute global sales that have gone up for Mercedes. There's some attri- uh, attribution to the success that the F1 team had. Mercedes was not the car it was before. I mean, before there was a real conversation if it was Lexus, BMW, Mercedes. Now everybody's first choice. Young people are driving Mercedes. It's the Silver Arrows. That's all it is now. Drive a Silver Arrows. Everybody wants to drive a Mercedes Benz. That's just the way it is now. I think Haas needs to... Get out of there. And I think we should look at welcoming either a new American team, whether it's Ford. Um, Ford. I think Ford, there's a strong play. Ford has the money bring, for that? Ford has got the money, man. They're, they, they've got bankroll. Um, and if it's not Ford and we, we stick in Euro, I'd like to see either um, Porsche or Audi come into the sport. No BMW, eh? Or BMW. I mean, listen, any one of those German um, manufacturers. manufacturers would be really cool. Um, and if since we're talking about this huge shift to the American audience, it would be cool to see an American um, constructor. I would love to see like American engine like you discuss. I don't think it's happening for a while, but I don't know about Ford. I don't think Ford has that much money, but that's a whole different conversation, I think. <laughs> because think about it, like after the... After I think it's important if you are the ownership group and thinking about it strategically, Haas, Haas you want to win in America... You obviously have added the Miami track. You need either an American driver or an American team for Americans to catch on. I Americans agree. are the most patriotic. We all know. We all know how, you know, naive and dumb they are. They think America is the world. 
So for them to start cheering for other people from outside of America is just really hard. I agree. I mean, they're very patriotic, but I would just say that um, Haas doesn't belong. I mean, you, you just don't get have the out. money. You guys get need to get out. out. Listen, we, we saw what happened to Force India. I love to see Gunther stay. <laughs> not gonna lie, Gunther, please stay in the in F one. We drive to survive would not be the same without you. But Haas, I'm sorry to say, you guys got to get out. You guys got to get save out. Your, save yourself some money. Yeah, it's um, it's time for them to depart. And really, um, talking about Mick, you said there's a chance that you think he may be an alpha next year. Mick's got a lot to prove, man. I don't know. Is he good? Like, I've, I'm i going to spend some time and actually watch these Haas drivers, but we all know he's living off the coattails of his father. What has he really proved in his short Well, he F1 was an debut? F2 winner. Yeah. Usually F2 winners get a shot, right? Yes, but, but in he, his F1 short I agree that F1's a different career, level. What has he really done? No, you're right. F1's a different level, but he's also in a trash can. That's correct. <laughs> if he, I would love to see him go into the Alfa Romeo because that is a Ferrari team. It does host Ferrari junior drivers. And you put him beside Bottas and you can really see what he's doing. I, I couldn't see why Ferrari wouldn't push for that. Yeah, I mean, or they know something that we don't. That's the thing. Is he really, does he have the upside? Is he extremely talented? Well, Binotto Things that we he, don't necessarily Binotto know. said he, he's going to probably be in a Ferrari seat by 2023. So I, I'm, and they said they've been pleased with his performance. So I'm sure they know a little bit more than we do. But we can't judge him off of being in a trash can like Haas. Haas is the absolute... They are the bottom of the sea, the scum of F1 in terms of just their performance. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. They get, they, get no, they get no camera time, nothing. Yeah. When Gunther <laughs> comes on air, though, it's funny. <laughs> so before, before we uh, segue out of uh, the Dutch Grand Prix, Tiesto holding it down, the, the orange smoke everywhere, it looked like a movie. I feel like that is it, actually it felt like it was something that I would put on my calendar. Yeah, it looked like Tomorrowland for, for F1. It was it was pretty crazy. And you know what? I didn't say my driver of the day. Although I, it pains me to say this, Max Verstappen is my driver of the day. He fi- he fought two Mercedes cars and he made it look easy. So I, I got to give it wow. to Max. Never thought I'd hear Max, that. Max, he pod. drove really well. I, I, I like I, That's all I can say. But shout out to Max. He won his homeland. How oh, cool is it when he passed the checkered flag and the fireworks just went off in yeah, a line? Yeah, do you think they would have did that for Lewis? In Silverstone? No, like here. Oh, Hell no. Uh, well, I'm, I'm wondering, is that a Dutch thing or is that it's for It's got to be a Dutch thing. Winner? We all know 99.9% of the fans were there for Max. And that's the first time I've, uh, I think they maybe do it in uh, Bahrain or Abu Dhabi. But to see the fireworks rip and then the canisters of orange smoke, I was like, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. So I don't think they do the canisters of orange smoke. But I'm saying, do you think the fireworks pop off of those winds? I feel like that's an F1 thing, no? I, I, I can't Maybe. see the orange. It, it has to be at least to be the fireworks. But it was it was cool. And even just to see Lewis, like, get up there and congratulate Max. And, like, he was in the greatest spirits. People always say he's such a bad sport. I'm like, Lewis is the ultimate professional. Those days are behind him. Like, he understands. He gives respect where respect's due. So I've heard, I've not, I haven't heard Lewis badmouth anybody. Yeah, but that's what a lot of people say. He got up there, and he, even with all the fans cheering against uh, him, he still, like said, you know, the fans have been incredible. And Yeah, I mean, Lewis, Lewis has OG. too much money to care. Lewis, Lewis is not a hater, bro. Yeah, he has too much money to care. And good. he has all this success in the world. Like, he literally came out and said, I have nothing left to prove. He's in a different stage of his career when Nico joined him. So um, just kind of referencing to his interview about George Russell joining, the rumors, Lewis doesn't care. 
Lewis has nothing left to prove to anybody. He's seven-time world champ. Um, Most podiums of all time. And he's, he's one win away from number 100. I, I thought he was going to get it. So we're heading to the Temple of Speed. Monza, baby. Monza. 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 It's the third race of a triple header. It's Ferrari's home track. And do you know what other team's home track? Who else? Alfa Romeo. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, they're Ferrari team. That makes sense. By the way, shout out to Formula One. Alfa Romeo's Italian. Yeah, we had three weeks in a row. Shout out to, shout out to Formula One. I knew they're Italian, but I'm, I thought they might have been a mole or something. Yo, so this was a f- funny thing. They are, their home race is Monza. They're Italian. But their factory and headquarters are in Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, that's like a lot of teams, right? Like Germany yeah. and, and uh, what's what's it? Um, Brackley from Mercedes or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's in England. No, but I'm saying they're... they're yeah, they're a German, German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's kind of works for a lot of different teams. Um, Ferrari, we usually I usually don't want to get into it with you guys, but please show out. Just please show out, Ferrari. I'm, I'm honestly, when I look at Ferrari... I think there is definitely upside for Charles. I think Sainz is tr- garbage. <laughs> you, you're not a Sainz fan at Carlos all. Carlos right? Sainz is Was it bad. Drive to Survivor? What what did it for you with Sainz? I don't know, man. Like, what has he done in his career? I mean, he, it's not like he's been trash. He's been a very consistent driver. Listen, I don't know what he, he's he's not doing it for me, man. He, so he's got the Danny Ricardo kind of. R- Ricardo, Sainz, there's these guys that they should be like better than what they are and they're just they're just placeholders that's man. true Ocon's got to win and i don't think science yeah. has a win does he well i don't know when's the last time science won i, I, I mean Sainz i'm sure he won. has a career win somewhere i don't even think he's won. i know he hasn't won since 2018 at least so we'll see we'll, we'll come back with more on science but it is going to be fun going to italy we're going to see the ferrari tofosi regardless of ferrari's current place in f1 it is we're going from the Dutch, where it was all orange. We're going to the Sea of Red. Yeah, we're going to the Sea of Red. I actually do think Ferrari did have, like, their car did look like it was faster this time. So maybe their power unit was actually a really good upgrade. Well, they said this track, they have, that's when they're making the big changes. Oh, but they look faster this week. They, they look they, they look like they're better than McLaren. But maybe McLaren was just off, but they did look faster. Um, but I, I expect Ferrari Shaw... I'm going on record. I'm not even looking at anything. Lewis is going to win this one. Lewis is not letting Max take two this, in a row. This, although this is all about speed and everyone says Red Bull is faster, this is a Mercedes favorable track. I don't even care. I think I think Lewis is putting the hammer down. It's hammer time. It's like, hammer time. You know, you heard uh, Bono on the mic after the race. He's like, we're coming back hard next week. Yeah, they're going to win. Mercedes will win. I'm going to say it's a front row lockout with Mercedes. Max will somehow squeeze in the second, but... Lewis will win. All right. You heard it here. Cool. We'll talk to you guys very soon. I'm sure there's another big announcement and we'll be seeing you guys very shortly. Peace.